0: Section number sixteen of Light Science for Leisure Hours. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, BC. Light Science for Leisure Hours by Richard A. Proctor. The Earthquake in Peru. The intelligence published last Saturday, see date of article, is sufficient to prove that the great earthquake which has devastated Peru fully equalled if it did not surpass the most terrible catastrophes which have ever befallen that country. It presents, too, all the features which have hitherto characterized earthquakes in this neighborhood. These are well worthy of careful study and appear to have an important bearing on the modern theory of earthquakes. It has been commonly held that the seat of disturbance in the earthquakes, which have shaken the country west of the Andes, has lain always at some point or another beneath that range of mountains. The fact that several large volcanoes are found in the Cordilleras has seemed confirmatory of this view the account we have also of the great earthquake at rio bamba in 1797 seems only explicable by supposing that the seat of disturbance lay almost immediately beneath that city the inhabitants were flung vertically upward into the air and to such a height that humboldt found the skeletons of many of them On the summit of the hill, La Colcha, on the farther side of the small river on which Rio Bamba is built, the ruins of many houses were also flung to the same spot. Here, therefore, was evidence of that vertical, or as Humboldt expresses it, explosive force, which is only to be looked for immediately above the centre of concussion. Yet the consideration of evidence afforded by the news just published seems at first sight somewhat opposed to this view and to point rather to a seat of disturbance lying considerably to the west of the peruvian shores at chala says our informant the sea receded and a wave rose 50 feet and returned spreading into the town a distance of about 1000 feet three successive times everything within range was swept away followed by twelve shocks of earthquake lasting from three seconds to two minutes the arrival of great sea waves before the land shocks were felt seems decisively to indicate that the sea of disturbance lay beneath the ocean and not beneath the land i am disposed to believe however that in the confusion of mind naturally resulting from the occurrence of so terrible a catastrophe, the sequence of events may not have been very closely attended to, for in other places the arrival of the great sea wave is distinctly described as following the occurrence of the earth shock. At Erika, for example, a considerable interval would seem to have elapsed before the terrible sea wave, which has always characterized Peruvian earthquakes, poured in upon the town. The agent of the Pacific Steam Navigation Company, whose house had been destroyed by the earth shock, saw the great sea wave while he was flying towards the hills. He writes, While passing towards the hills, with the earth shaking, a great cry went up to heaven. The sea had retired. On clearing the town, I looked back and saw that the vessels were being carried irresistibly seawards. In a few minutes the sea stopped, and then arose a mighty wave fifty feet high, and came in with a fearful rush, causing everything before it in terrible majesty. The whole of the shipping came back, speeding towards inevitable doom in a few minutes all was completed every vessel was either on shore or bottom upwards this then was undoubtedly the great sea wave as compared with the minor waves of disturbance which characterize all earthquakes near the shores of an ocean one remarkable feature in this terrible earthquake is the enormous range of country affected by it from quinto southwards as far as enique in other words for a distance considerably exceeding a full third part of the whole length of the south american andes the shock was felt with the most terrible distinctness we have yet to learn how much farther to the north and south and how far inland on the eastern slopes of the andes the shock was experienced but there can be little doubt that the disturbed country was equal to at least a fourth of europe the portion of the andes thus disturbed seems to be distant from the part to which the great chilean earthquakes belong difference in character between the peruvian and chilean earthquakes is a singular and interesting phenomenon the difference corresponds to a feature long since pointed out by sir charles lyell the alteration on a grand scale of districts of active with those of extinct volcanoes. it is said that in chile a year scarcely ever passes without shocks of earthquake being felt in certain regions not even a month a similar persistence of earthquake disturbance characterizes peru yet although both districts are shaken in this manner There seems to be distinct evidence of alternating disturbance as respects the occurrence of great earthquakes. Thus, in 1797, took place the terrible earthquake of Riobamba. Then, thirty years later, a series of great earthquakes shook Chile, permanently elevating the whole line of coast to the height of several feet. Now again, after another interval of about 30 years, the Andes are disturbed by a great earthquake, and this time it is the Peruvian Andes which experience the shock. Between Chile and Peru, there is a space upwards of 500 miles long in which no volcanic action has been observed. Singularly enough, this very portion of the Andes to which one would imagine the Peruvian and Chileans would fly as to a region of safety, is the part most thinly inhabited, insomuch that, as von Busch observes, it is in some places entirely deserted near quito the trembling of the earth is almost incessant according to m bussino he considers that the frequency of the movement is due rather to the continual falling in of masses of rock which have been fractured in recent earthquakes than to the persistence of subterranean action he adds that the height of several mountains in the andes has diminished in modern times. He refers, doubtless, to the Peruvian and Colombian Andes, and not to the Chilean. In latter portion of the range, there must be a continual increase of height, since each earthquake in Chile has produced a perceptual recession of the sea. Darwin, indeed, relates that near Vallaprazio he saw beds of seashells belonging to recent species at a height of about a quarter of a mile above the present sea level and he concluded that the land had been raised to this height by a series of such small elevations as were observed to have taken place during the earthquakes of 1822 1835 and 1837 that a contrary process should be going on in peru confirms the idea that a sort of undulatory or balancing motion is taking place one long stretch of the cordilleras rising while another is sinking a tradition prevails among the indians of lacan that the mountain called La Altar or casic urcu which means the chief was once the highest of the sub-ectorial andes being higher than even chimborazo but adds the tradition in the reign of kriana abomatha before the discovery of america a prodigious eruption took place which lasted no less than eight years and brought down the summit of the mountains m states that the fragments of trachyte which once formed the summit of this celebrated mountain are now spread over the plain at present cotopaxi is the loftiest volcano of the Cordilleras; its height being no less than eighteen thousand eight hundred and fifty eight feet no mountain has ever been the seat of such terrible and destructive eruptions as those which have burst forth from cotopaxi the intensity of the heat which prevails during eruption will be readily gathered from the circumference that in january 1803 the enormous bed of snow which usually covers the cone of the volcano was dissolved in a single night it would seem that mexican volcanoes also belong to the same region of disturbance near the isthmus of panama the great cordillera of the andes is reduced to the height of about 800 feet and beyond begins the continuation of the volcano chain in central america and mexico nor all the volcanoes of the west indian or caribbean islands wholly disconnected with the region of disturbance in south america and it is rather singular that even the earthquakes which have occurred in the valley of the mississippi seem to be connected with the west indian and south american volcanic region the violent earthquakes which took place at new madrid in 1812 occurred at exactly the same time as the earthquake of Paranas, so that it is possible says sir charles lyell that these two points are part of one volcanic region from the Daily News september eighteenth, eighteen sixty eight End of Section sixteen Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver BC